Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. I'm so super excited and so fired up to be interviewing one of my outstanding Wealth Circle Gold mentee who I've shared a massive journey with, especially at the beginning of my coaching journey in 2019, September, we founded the Rent Rent Property Networking event. And ever since this individual has keyed into the wealth vision, he's keyed into hard work, he's keyed into making something for himself. And he's basically transitioned from one coaching program to the other and to the other. And it's just someone I'm really, really proud of because it shows that property is a journey. Wealth creation is a journey. The success that we all desire, it's also a journey. And just watching this individual grow from strength to strength over the last two years uh, through his property business, motivating and very, very inspiring. So without further ado, I want to welcome my man, Mr. Nick Ifield, aka the king of copy and paste. How you doing, my brother? I'm very, very well. Thank you for that marvellous introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be in here in the podcast studio. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You guys, I've seen, as, as you mentioned, from the beginning of Property Wealth Education, from where you started, just kind of sharing your journey, and now really, really built this great organisation where you're helping other people in their property journey, just like you've helped me. So it's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for the marvellous introduction. And yeah, I'm just going to share my story, share the ups, Share the down, share the lefts and the rights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we'll, have, we'll have fun with it today. Give some value to the people. I Do you know, know what I mean? I know. I can't wait to dip into it. First of all, Nick, for those who don't really know you, right? Who is Nick? Who is the founder of Wayne Property Solution? And why did you chose property? Yeah. So we got Wayne Property Solutions, which was the first company that was founded. So in your introduction there, you mentioned copy and paste. So now we have the Win Property Group. So it's not just Win Property Solutions. So, but in terms of my background and my journey, yeah. I've always had a passion for business. So I studied business and marketing at university. Mm. And then after the end of university, I've always been in a situation that as a person, I didn't want to kind of be in a kind of the corporate world. I didn't want to have a boss telling me what to do. Yeah. So at the end of university, I saw an advertisement to be a driving instructor. Yeah. Yeah. You could be your own boss and decent amount of money 40 grand at the time this is back in 2020 22 so decent money at the time i can save money and i can invest in, in property that yeah. was a vision because always like watch homes under the hammer always had a vision for kind of doing flips and, and dealing in property but then in 2007 so after kind of doing driving instruction for a number of years i saved up a decent amount of uh, cash who had the financial crisis and obviously at the time is you being uneducated you don't know when there are is uncertainty in the market that's the best time to kind of get involved in property and kind yeah. of go go out and be greedy. So that happened. I didn't invest at the time because I was uneducated. I just kind of slipped into doing what I was doing. I ended up staying as a driving instructor for a number of years. I was good at it. I was one of the best driving instructors in my area. And then later on in life, getting older, uh, having kids, you want just to spend a little more time with your family. Yeah. And obviously kind of being self-employed, as you know, as a self-employed person, especially being a driving instructor, I ended up working a lot of weekends or a lot of evenings. So I thought, you know what, let me go back to the corporate world, nine to five, build a career for myself. So I retrained, retrained in IT. I joined one of the, the biggest airplane manufacturer in the world, Boeing, as an IT technician. Whatever I do in life, I always aim to be the best or whatever I yep, do. So I was yep. a technician and I said, you know what, I'm going to be the best technician I can be. So I risen up the levels from first level support, second to third, and then got promoted to a project manager. So over the last four or five years, I've been an IT project manager. So I'm a project manager by trade. 
But then as you go up higher in the corporate world, you begin to realize that you're trading a lot of your time for money for someone else's dream, someone else's vision. And the only way to be truly wealthy and to be truly financially free is to build your own wealth. Yeah. And that was when I kind of, I wanted to kind of dip back into the property kind of game. But I didn't have money, which most people have at the time. I didn't have money. Through some bad situations, I had some bad credit as well. And I stumbled upon Rent to Rent. And I went to a Rent to Rent training seminar and it was done by another organization. And this person popped up on the screen. It was an Uber driver. Uber driver then turned into a property professional. That was yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we kind of connected. If you know what? If this guy can do it, he's doing Uber. I'm doing Uber at the time because I had an IT project manager job, but I work in multiple jobs at the time. If this guy's doing rent to rent, he's an Uber driver and working multiple hours, I can surely do it. And that's how we kind of first initial the connection between myself and you came about. I then reached out to you on, on social media. And ever since then, I would say we're not only kind of business kind of colleagues, we're friends, someone I call a friend and a person that I look up to and obviously been mentoring me through, throughout the journey. So yeah, it's been a great last two years. Yeah, it's been a, a great last two years. And actually a marriage that lasts over two years, they say, you know, has a vision. Because <laughs> sometimes most relationship, a basic relationship, don't even last two weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just for you, obviously seeing how we've gone from nothing to creating what we've also created and also being able to work with you through the beginning of my journey to your two years journey now, it's just absolutely amazing. Now, obviously you went to this training, you met, they spoke about me and you saw at that time, even at that time, I think I was still doing part-time Uber driver before I finally quit in 2018. Mm. And I am where I am now. And just so great to be giving a lot back, especially for someone like you who saw that story being spoken about somewhere else in a different stage. And you've been able to now build what you've built within the property space. Just so amazing. So for those who don't really know your property journey, obviously you mentioned you love bike to let, you love flips. Before you actually started your rental rent journey, did you by any chance acquire your first property? Was you renting? Was you, what was the journey? So like? before getting involved in rent to rent, I always been around property. So mom yeah. is a landlord herself. So she's has multiple properties that I've helped her with over the past. I didn't own anything of mm. my own assets uh, itself. I did buy a property with my mum. At the time I mentioned just now, I had some bad credit, so I couldn't get a mortgage in my name, but I had a big pot of cash uh, saved up. So me and my mum went in as a 50-50 joint venture and we owned that asset, which I lived in for a period of time, yeah. which is now then uh, rented out. But in terms of kind of getting involved in rent to rent and property, it really was 2019 at the start of my journey that we kind of got started. And then, yeah, we did one on the boot camp in March. No, February. February 2020. Yeah. yeah. Just before the pandemic started. Mm. So literally, I think there was kind of murmurings around this COVID-19 and what it's all about <laughs> it's in February. People were talking about it. Yeah. But we did the boot camp in February. And then literally a month later, big COVID-19, everyone's going into lockdown. And I remember a conversation I had with you on the phone at the time. I said, bloody hell, Dan, just my, my luck again. <laughs> 2007, I wanted to invest in property. I was ready to go. We had a financial crisis. I'm going again, ready, motivated. We've got COVID-19. Yeah. And the conversation, you said, now's the best time, brother. Now's the best time. Go out and be greedy. Get what you need to kind of go, and, go, go <laughs> and get, you know what I mean? And obviously, yeah, using it as a springboard to kind of go on and kind of just go out there and, and build conversations. It was a great time to, to have those conversations because everyone was scared. Yeah. Everyone was panicking. Everyone, everyone knew what was happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
So now was the best time. We put a script together. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We put a script together. So look, we're going to build conversations with agents, landlords. So look, I understand you're worried. Let's work together and kind of find a win-win solution. So yeah, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. So we took on the first property in June 8th. I remember that. It was the week of my birthday. Mm-hmm. So about a few months after that. And one of the things when you're kind of getting involved in property or anything in life is, is using speed and m- momentum. So literally after the first one, I literally was out two, three weeks later. Yeah. I signed a contract for a second one as well. And very quickly, that propelled your journey to property number one, property number two, using the rent-to-rent HMO strategy. Correct, the rent-to-rent HMO strategy. Great, wow. We said you've been in property, you bought one with your mom, 50-50 joint venture. If you wanted to shine a little bit on light, what is a joint venture? So a joint venture is a blank piece of paper. Mm -hmm. It's whatever it is you want it to be. It's about two people, or more than two people, coming together with one objective. Yeah. And it's those parties that are all bringing something different to the table. Mm. So for example, I might be the person that has the money, that have the finances. And you might be the person that has the time and has the knowledge. So we would then partner together to form, let's say, a company, otherwise known as like an SPV, so a special purpose vehicle. Yeah. And then you, we go out and then execute whatever strategy that we want to do. And obviously you've got to make sure that you have the right contracts behind that so that no one gets hurt and everyone's happy and there's yeah. just, just transparency. But it is pretty much whatever you want it to be. Wow. If you set those heads of terms at the beginning, and I think it's very, very important to have clarity in what those heads of terms are and the expectations. Mm. So everyone is clear and everyone to say, hold on, I thought you was going to do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much is people coming together with a, an objective in mind and both bring in value. And the key thing there is everyone has to bring value to the table. Yeah. I mean, it's so great how you've broken it down and you was able to do that with your mom. So you were able to join venture, presented a blank paper, as you mentioned, to your mom and you both was able to come together and you acquired your first property together. Now, cut long story short, after that happened, you moved into that property and then you found rent-to-rent through, obviously, you trying to educate yourself. Now, for those, again, who don't understand what the rent-to-rent strategy, because you have newbies, you have people who are just kind of inquisitive wanting to know about property. What is also rent-to-rent and how does that work? So rent-to-rent in a nutshell is a strategy where you get control of an asset. So you're going to say to a landlord, say, Mr. Landlord, I want to rent your property from you. And normally what you'd offer them is a guaranteed rent. So you're getting control of this asset. And what it does for the landlord, it gives them a winning solution because yeah. most landlords are worried about things in the market, Brexit, COVID-19, war with Ukraine. So <laughs> all they want to do is they want to get their rent paid on time and not get the property trashed. Yeah. So you're saying to them, I'm going to give you a winning solution. I'm going to take control of your property. And then what you're going to then use is two strategies normally for rent to rent is HMO, so houses of multiple occupation, or nightly stays, service accommodation like Airbnb and Booking.com. So rent to rent in a nutshell is where you get control of an asset, you can leverage on the landlord's mortgage and his asset, you then rent it out. The difference is what you pay the landlord as guaranteed rent and what you then receive from your either your nightly tenants yeah. or your long-term tenants. And that's what you take as an operational profit. Absolutely. You smashed it right there. Absolutely. It shows that you've been mental right well. <laughs> <laughs> so now we, we kind of dipped in, into joint venture. We just talked about rent to rent. So how have you found your rent to rent journey? Tell us, what are you currently at now in your rent to rent journey? So in the rent to rent journey, so we've got six. So it really took off in the first year. So I think 2020, excited, keen to kind of get started. So we went from from zero to six yeah. in one year. Because I remember when I first got started, I said, I'm going to get one. He said, why are you going to stop at one? Go get six. 
So yeah, so first year was really kind of got got started and we got seven, seven contracts signed and then one fell out of bed. Uh, but six properties at the end of 2020. We're now turning over probably just under 150,000 pounds in terms of uh, turnover. Rental income. Rental income. Uh, so it's really, really, really good from a standing start uh, to kind of build a rent to rent business. Uh, but it's been a challenge. Uh, I'll, I'll say anyone looking to get started in rent to rent, a lot of people think it's a kind of a get rich quit scheme. Mm. It's far from it. Yeah. Getting the property, that's the easy part. But obviously managing tenants, especially HMO tenants, it can be quite challenging. You've got to make sure you're keeping them happy. You've got to make sure there's issues with property, that you're keeping the property in fit for state. Yep. You've got to keep your landlord happy. Yep. So it is quite challenging. But where we're at now, in terms of the portfolio, we've got five in the portfolio, turning over £150,000. And we're now we're still looking to kind of grow the portfolio. So we are looking to kind of work with landlords and now, especially there's lots of changes happening in, in the economic environment. So still looking to kind of bring on properties in the portfolio, but being a lot more strategic with what we take on. Mm. When I first got started, a lot of people, when they get started, is they want to kind of take on properties anywhere. Mm. Operation-wise, it gets quite challenging. So now looking to kind of be more strategic. Good property, if it makes sense, money makes sense, we'll take it on. If it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense for someone else, package it up, sell it, do some deal sourcing. Great. Wow. Such a great way to look at it. Now, you mentioned from the beginning, you went for six and then eventually with seven, one fell through. Now, you mentioned in your closing statement just now, you got five left now. So what happened to the sixth one? Did you give it back? What's happened to it? So yeah, so one property we've given back. So financially, looking at the numbers kind of draining down over the course of the year. Because remember, rent to rent is a business, right? Yeah. You always have to make sure you keep an eye on your numbers. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the numbers. So especially with the cost of living uh, in this particular property, it had electrical heaters. So those costs were kind of going up. The council tax in this particular borough was kind of going up. So it got to it wasn't the, financially viable. Yeah, it wasn't financially viable anymore. Yes, you could still keep it. It was still making about £400 profit, which some people might think is good. But the moment you have one room void, yeah. it then becomes an issue. Yeah. And the, the, that particular property itself, the landlord wasn't doing the stuff that he needed to kind of keep the property in, in a fit state. Yeah, so, yeah. And also, I moved areas, so it wasn't in my kind of gold mine area anymore. So you know mm. what? Let's pivot. Let's adjust. We'll give that property back. Oh, great. Now... What would you say, how easy was it for you to exit on the contract? Because you would have signed a three-year contract or a five-year contract. So you gave it back within a year or a year. How do you go around that? So whenever you take on a contract, again, it's about getting the right education to know that what you're doing, you're not just going on Google and getting a, a standard ASD contract. Say, hey, I'm rent to rent, I'm going to use this. So you've got to make sure you structure it in place to protect yourself. Yeah. One of the things we put in there, every contract going forward if there's any change, any government legislation that makes our business model not viable, we reserve the right to firstly enter into negotiations with you as a landlord or two, give notice to exit the property. And obviously this particular property, we had reached our kind of our break clause point. So yep, we reached our break clause and it was a mutual- Was that 12 months? 18 months. 18 months break clause. Yeah, 18 months break clause. We were really, uh, we got to that point. So we was happy to still, at the moment, it's not kind of working out for us. We're going to kind of serve notice and give this property back. Oh, great, great. I actually done that as well myself. Well, I was in the last, since the beginning of lockdown, I actually gave away about four properties back. And during lockdown, I had a few properties on my portfolio that was being used as self-accommodation, four of them, to be honest. And I was able to give that back, again, through obviously adding the appropriate clauses that allows you to exit as a business. Mm. It's very important that not only do you get excited for the money, the success, the door, the keys, but it's also very important that you understand the importance of adding the appropriate clauses in a contract. So when you take on a property, you know, worst case scenario, 
something that's going to lose you a thousand pounds, you can actually lose a hundred pounds and then there's not going to have any massive impact. So it's great work. Well done on you for being able to give something that wasn't working for you. The profit's 400 pounds. Again, if the room's just to go away, you're not really making any money. Rather than to force yourself to going to make it work, you, you don't want to create a leaky pocket you know, where it's just draining, it's draining and draining and draining. I mean, I'm a, I'm a project manager. So one of the things in project management you do is, is about risk management. Yeah. So managing risk. So if I can take that potential rent to rent I had here and find another one in my kind of gold mine area, yeah. that's better for me to manage, better profit, it's managing that risk. Because I said, we don't know what's going to happen in this current situation. Mm. If a room was to become void, I'm then running that business as a loss. Yeah. And obviously your point of being in business is to make money, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a journey. What a journey. It's so important that you know that without education, actually, you can't get anywhere in this game because a lot of people get excited with property, but don't understand the amount of education that is required to do it. Now, for someone like you who've had wealth of experience from driving instructor to becoming a project manager, and now, obviously, a full-time property investor. And not just property investor, you're also into luxury real estate where you sell luxury homes as well with Taron Hash as well. Correct. So what would you really say drives you every single day to want to get this correct as not just a property investor, but again, transforming or transferring all this wealth of knowledge from property investment, also now becoming a real estate person who sells luxury real estate? I think I've done a few training sessions with you now kind of obviously going through the uh, teaching of other people. One of the first things that I kind of say to people when you're kind of going through this journey is you need to have a strong why. You need to have a strong why that's going to push you to get up in the morning because this is a game that's going to be full of rejections, full yeah. of no's. Mm -hmm. You have to be the person to be prepared to get the 99 no's before you get that one yes, yes. rich dad, poor dad. But you've got to be in a situation to have that strong why. And for me, is kind of building wealth, building a legacy. So I, I'm from a family to grow up in abundance of money, always sometimes worrying about from paying from hand to mouth and kind of rent check to rent check. So yeah, so that situation is having a strong why and that's what it is. So I was a project manager. I lost my job during the pandemic and it's one of the situations, yeah, to not be back for six because I was in a situation where I might've been looking to kind of exit, but I wasn't ready to exit that particular time. Yeah. Obviously, but now, now I know I need to make it work because if it doesn't work, I've got, I got the food on the table. Mm -hmm. I've got, I got bills to pay. Yeah. So, so having that strong why is of motivation to kind of, you know what, I need to each day get up and go out there and hustle. Yeah. I've got to become a beast. Yeah, absolutely. Get, get that beast mode you on. You've got to get that beast mode on <laughs> because this is it, right? Success don't happen to you. It's something that you make happen. So a lot of people always just think, oh, I've been through the journey. I've been through the training. I've got my first six properties. My life is going to change, right? No, your life isn't going to change because you need to do more. Mm. You know, you need to aim for more. Yeah, I get it. Some people will stop at property number five. You know, if that's generating some really great returns. So for example, in London, 500 pound a property isn't ish, right? I always yeah. said that 500 pounds in London, nah. You really want to have a good property in London, giving you at least a minimum of 700, 750 pound profit. Then you have five of them. And if that's your goal, to so have five properties that's giving you just about three, 500 pounds a month, all right, then it works. At least, because an average income in the UK, especially in London, you're looking at about what, 27 to 29 grand. So with that sort of income, you can either quit your job or you can kind of do what you want to do. Mm. But I say to people, see this as a business that you can scale 
from one strategy to the other strategy and make it a career. Mm. And the only people who really become really, really successful in this industry are those who decide to make this a path, a new path for themselves, a new career, mm. a new mission, a new vision, and just using property as all income. So whether you become a coach, whether you become a trainer, whether you become a mentor, whether you become a writer, whether you become a speaker, whether you become a developer, whether you become someone who flips, whether you become someone who buy refurbished refinance, whether you become someone who even consults, even a deal source, and the list goes on and on. Mm. But what you can actually do is to have all together. So at the end of the day, you're providing one source of income, mm. both through many branches as property. So for example, like what you've done, rent to renter, yeah. transitioning to acquiring his first property, got two developments on the pipeline, selling luxury real estate, yeah. you know? so. What would you say you want to add to that? Obviously, you're coaching as well with property <laughs> wealth education now. Yes, well, as I said, my goal and my vision is kind of yeah, to, to build an organization where you have different, multiple pipelines, but it's within the same genre. Mm -hmm. So it's properties is this vehicle. Massive vehicle. Massive vehicle that you can get paid in multiple, multiple ways. So as you said, rent to rent is what I'm doing at the moment. So we've got two development projects happening over the course of the next 12 months. So one is a standard development from a three bedroom house into a luxury five bedroom house. We did want to convert it into a HMO, but because of the borough, it's something that they wouldn't allow because it's in an article four area, plus it's in a selective licensing area. And then the other property is a property that we're going to convert into a HMO. So development opportunities there. As you mentioned, selling houses as well. So the estate agency game in the UK is really due for a reshuffle at the moment. Mm. There's, there's many people, many companies out there resting on the laurels. So I sell luxury real estates and the strategy that we have with the company that I formed is a great strategy in terms of kind of getting people maximum market value for the house. And yeah, the goal is to kind of help more people. So obviously I partner with you at Property Wealth Education to kind of do rent to rent training. And I think reason why it's kind of more valuable, maybe coming from someone like myself, is someone that's kind of been through the journey a little bit closer yeah. to when they look at you. Because obviously they see Dale, Dan's a successful multimillionaire now. <laughs> um, they, 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 there's that, almost like a disconnect. Yeah. But if they can see someone that's just been it, I mean, just a year ago, you're now on the journey, journey now. on the journey yeah. and then maybe in two years time there'll be someone else taking my place because yeah. I'm out of hope why not my, I'm <laughs> going to get to that point yeah. there's yeah. going to be someone that's just come up so yeah, yeah. want to write a book yeah I can't that's, wait that's, that's on the cards as well but yeah encompassing two feet in property now would you say you putting your two foot down now to confidently say I'm two feet in in the property journey would you say that was an easy decision to make did you have any struggles? Did you have any worries? It's far from easy, bro. Far from easy. But I said, if it's easy, then everyone will be doing it. This is the biggest challenging, as I said, is kind of going through that transition phase. Especially if I was younger, no kids, no family to worry about, no mortgage, no rent, I'd be, be easy. But obviously, once you have the a life, the life is almost like the monkey on your shoulder saying, look, hey, you can't do this. Just go out, get a job and live the normal life of the mm. way that everyone else is doing, rather than kind of now going out and wanting to kind of get out of the system and kind of building your, being your own boss, building your own wealth. But yeah, it's hard. And obviously each day, sometimes you doubt yourself and is this the right path that you need to kind of go on? But you need to kind of keep persevering yeah. each and every day. Yeah, you're right there. It's a property business or the journey of being an entrepreneur is never an easy one. I say this all the time, I say, there will always be problems. There will always be issues. But are you someone 
that is prepared, regardless of what gets thrown at you, to just say, you know what? There's a light at the end of this tunnel. There is a light. There's got to be a light. There will be a way. It's just like, I was reminded a couple of days ago, I think it was actually Monday, someone calls me up. He said, Daniel, and I said, who are you? I can't, I can't even remember your name. And this person said to me, I remember you as an Uber driver. Whilst me and you was waiting in Heathrow five years ago, or rather six years ago, and you told me you started going to this property education program, and I've seen how far you've gone. Wow. I said, okay, what are you doing now? Where are you? What's up? And he said to me, oh, I'm still driving Uber, but right now I want to quit, and I need to come and do what you've done. And I went into talking about the ups, the downs, the the time where I even cry and cry and thinking it wasn't going to work. Mm. The time where my wife looked at me and said, are you sure? The time where even my kids. So I'm going through that journey, that pain, that struggle, which obviously I don't talk about struggles a, a lot for my personal self, but I always encourage people through the pain that have got me where I am, the mm. risk I've taken, borrowing people's money, paying those people back, acquiring more asset. Mm. You know, when I started my journey, I used credit cards, people's money. I didn't have 5,000 pounds in my bank to start. So it's never an easy journey. And I'm sure for you as well, for the last two years, I remember when we had a conversation at some point when your job, when you didn't want to leave your job, but the job wanted to leave you and you let the job go. And now you're a full-time property investor. It's not always an easy journey. And just being able to cope through that helps you become the person that you want to become every other day. Absolutely. As I said, you you got to hustle. I mean, as I said, being an entrepreneur is not easy. You think, I'm going to be financially free. I get up when I want to get up. Yeah. But at the same time, you end up working more hours being self-employed, being an entrepreneur and all than you do in a job. Because when you go to a job at come five o'clock, you're switching off. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting down the pub. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting a drink, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as I said, it's the why that is what I would say anyone looking to kind of start this journey down is you've got to write down what does success look like to you to you, mm. and what is the reason why you're doing it. Mm. I mean, if it's not something that you're passionate about, what happens is people fall off. How many people have you seen that have been on trainings, yeah. whether it's through you or through other people, yeah. but they haven't been successful? And if you honestly, that doesn't work. Oh, wait, the training works. The strategy works. It's the person within that doesn't work. The person within looking for a quick fix. Correct. There's a saying that they mentioned, so like an egg, for example. If an egg is broken from an outside force, life ends. But if an egg is broken from an inside force, that's when life begins. Mm -hmm. So that change has to come from within that person. So I remember when I said to you and I lost my, I lost my job, you said, look, what was the first thing that you said? Do you remember? I said, congratulations. Said, congratulations. Now's the time to go get what you want to kind of get. Yeah. And that's a change that's had to have come. Yeah. And again, it hasn't been easy, it hasn't been overnight, mm -hmm. but it's a change that's had to come. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, guys, listen, like I said, this individual is somebody I'm so super proud of. I can't wait to bring him back and not just bring him back. We're also looking for him to become one of the hosts of the Wealth and Business Podcast. He's going to make his story to share. We don't want to share all in one podcast, as you see, you know, there's so much <laughs> that he's got to, to just a little to, teaser, to, right? just a little Te teaser. Teasing them. So Fanik, how would you say, especially your journey right now, property wealth education, myself has been able to help you at least achieve some of those goals within the property space at the minute? I think where you at property wealth education and you yourself personally, is I think you take a lot of pride I think you over deliver in terms of value that you're giving to your mentees and, and, and your students. 
is you almost kind of taking them by the hand. A lot of people in the property training game is yeah, here's a course and go out and do it. And people get believed, okay, get rich quick. But obviously with you guys, you're really kind of nailing it down. This is the stuff that you need to kind of go through. These are the things that, these are the challenges. And you're, you're almost giving them a, a recipe book to be successful. And you're going through every single thing that, look, you're going to go through this. These are the hurdles and this is what you need to do to solve it. So yeah. it's really almost like you can't really fail at this. And only if you do fail, it's because you haven't taken the appropriate action. Yeah. Action is what's not going to get you successful. Not the knowledge. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's not rocket science, right? Absolutely. Not rocket science. Absolutely. You say to the landlord, I want to rent your property. I'm going to rent yeah. to five people down the road. Yeah. This is not rocket science. No. Yeah. you got to put systems in place, get your management sorted out and, yeah. and drop Bob's your uncle. <laughs> it's not rocket science. But it, it comes from that drive and determination and the willingness to take action. Yeah. Wow. It's just good to know that coming from you, being able to just give that feedback, also just to share that it's not just to give the information, it's to really, really, really help anyone really win. Because I think it's the help element of handholding that actually help a lot of people as long as for those who are willing, because not everyone, you can handhold people, you can mentor people, you can coach people, you can give people all the, basically you can put a food in front of someone, a plate of rice and chicken and there's the fuck eat. And people will still not eat. I think the the accountability. So, for example, we're in property wealth education, so we do our accountability sessions. Yeah. So I think it's good when you everyone comes together and you say, "Look, guys, hold me accountable. That I'm going to call 100 agents. Yeah. These are my KPIs, my key performance indicators. Yeah. I'm going to be calling 100 agents today. I'm going to be doing 20 viewings over the next week. And that way, you got no place to hide. So, look, yeah. well, you haven't got what you want to get because you said last week that you're going to do this. You haven't done anything. Mm. So being accountable is very, very key. Even if you're doing it within a group or if you're doing it with someone, say it's your partner, right? Yeah. If you're doing this and you're speaking to your partner and say, hey, missus, look, I want to do this. Hold yeah. me accountable. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Wow. So guys, man, it's been an absolute, it's been an absolute great conversation to have you with Nick and I can't wait. So where you're going to obviously be speaking more on the podcast and I can't wait to do a part two of our episode before getting you to start hosting the Wealth and Business Podcast has been here giving value to people. So guys, ladies, boys, girls, if you're finding this useful, make sure you go and share this information, this podcast, the handles of this podcast to your friends and family, you know, as we're going to build wealth. So Nick, for anyone who needs to reach out to you on this, to see how your journey is going, how they can support you, how they can invest in you. Do you want to have a quick share of your social media handles? Yeah. So at the moment, as you mentioned, so we got a couple of projects on the way. We're also looking to help people if they are landlords to take on their properties, give them a guaranteed rent. And I'm also looking to help people looking to sell their houses. My main way of kind of getting contact, very, very big on Instagram and social media. So if you want to kind of get in contact with myself, it's Nick, N-I-C-K dot ifill which is i-f-i-l-l underscore real estate that's get in contact me send me a dm we can have a conversation or if you reach out to us at our website winpropertysolutions.co.uk and we can have a conversation from there great thank you so much for taking your time to come into the wealth studios here in london i just can't wait to share more of your story i can't wait to show people 
actually document we're actually in the process of document your journey of becoming a millionaire <laughs> it's interesting isn't it and i can't wait to actually show that actually people are transitioning from ordinary people to becoming extraordinary people so guys thank you so much for listening don't forget ladies and gents that we have our wealth and business summit coming up in november and also we have our wealth and business and property awards coming up as well in november which all the details will be shared pretty shortly we're still working hard day in and day out to make sure we finalize all the arrangements so that everyone who are listening can come and be with us on that particular day so take care everyone and stay blessed speak to you soon take care